everyone and welcome to Soul Gazing, the K-pop comedy podcast where we teach you history lessons. Yes, and my name is Michelle and I am a lean green motivation machine. <laughs> and I'm Rike and I'm officially ready for vaccinated hot girl summer. Yes. It's been 2 weeks. I'm fully vaccinated. Woo. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it's time to go out and work. For you. Exactly. <laughs> it's what we do all day or day. It's very hard, but it's okay. It's okay. It's it's all for our future, for our future hot girl summers. Okay. I'm glad you put it that way because I was going to say it's all for money. Oh, and that doesn't I mean, sound quite as nice. It's all for our future endeavors. Yes. yes exactly. That. AKA money. <laughs> exactly. What do you need for future endeavors? Money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, She-Hulk, what's up with you? <laughs> No, I mean you've you're already part of this spiritual journey that I'm going through. But Yes, I am. You and I, we had like a very motivational talk. We had a deep connection yeah. that one day. We did. And then after that, I'm right now in the middle of getting my life together, so I've been like eating healthier, mm-hmm. eating a bunch of salads. They're actually really good salads. I'm like the Ooh. expert of making salads now <laughs> and make me a salad yeah and now i'm like exercising again and stuff like that and being super motivated and taking pictures of myself and buying makeup and all that so i'm feeling it mr Krabs. and they're very good pictures i've seen them thank you they're very beautiful but yeah i feel like i mean summer obviously is always i mean california when is it not summer but yeah <laughs> um it's a good time to start those things again because no season, seasonal depression. Although seasonal depression can actually hit you like in any season, but yeah. Regardless of that, I think summer in general has me more motivated too. So definitely, I'm hoping I can keep it up also during the dark and cold and sad months. Yeah. So just let's do it together. Pop some vitamin D and get rolling. <laughs> Seriously, that's why I got the the what's the it's not a. It's kind of like a tanning bed, but not as bad for your skin, apparently. So, Mm -hmm. like, you can just get, like, vitamin D rays Mm -hmm. at my gym. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yes. I will not be as sad as I was last winter. (laughs) I promise. Man, I was so sad. Yeah, but it was also... Like, there was so much snow and every single, t- like, time you would say it's yeah. snowing again. Yeah, it was, oh, it was really bad. Yeah. It was really bad, but also, like, I mean, the situation was a lot worse than it is right now, too. I'm just hoping we're not going to go back there. Oh, no. Because right now oh, it looks no. like it, that may happen. No. Because people, people are doing exactly what they did last summer. They're being stupid and careless. The only difference is that more people are vaccinated now, so yeah. there's a little bit of hope. Exactly. So hopefully that'll just yeah. that'll be the link that helps us get past this. Yeah, exactly. And not be shut indoors Forever. during the winter yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. But yes, motivation. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Let's Love keep it up. It. Let's keep it up. Let's focus on the good things. Let's focus on the bright side. We're yes. still healthy. We're still here. It's all good. And we're still listening to K-pop. <laughs> yes, we are. Speaking of, so... Mm-hmm. Nice transition. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So this week, we have a couple, I guess, bits of news in the K-pop world. Mm-hmm. First off is Monster X came out with a music video for Kiss or Death. Yes. Yet another universe release that has... No right being this good, honestly. <laughs> honestly, universe, go suck an egg. You hiding behind your paywall. Seriously. What are you doing? Rude. But yeah, the song itself, I feel like it's such a like a Monster X sound. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Monster X so much and I, I'm really into it. Yeah. And it just starts off so strong. Just like yeah. starts off with Chuhan rapping and then I was gonna say, like, yeah. Any song starting off with rap line is just Yes. Yes. Hide Take me, me away. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of taking someone away, it's a really good way to send off Shonu. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, but we'll miss you. We will. Old man. No, sorry. <laughs> oh. I was going to say eldest young. I was like, no, that sounds weird. Let's go with old man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's better. better. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. 
Another one we listened to that, you know, you suggested and I had forgotten about was this DPR Live's Hula Hoops. Ah, uh, yes. And I still curse you for it because it's been stuck in my head. Oh, my God. Honestly. <laughs> it's such a vibey song, such a summer song. Yeah, I love it. featuring Benzino and Hwasa. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. Royalty. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, because, I mean, I had DPR Live in my summer playlist because he has really good, like, vibe, chill summer songs yeah. and stuff. So I'm glad he came out with something this summer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually excited to listen to the rest of the EP, which I haven't gotten around to. Mm-hmm. There are actually a few songs I haven't gotten around to listening to. Like, Jackson came out with a new song that I really want to listen to. Tiger JK, BY oh, yeah. just released one today. Oh. And I've just been too busy and I'm I so know. upset. But this weekend, this weekend is K-pop catch-up. For me personally, and probably you too. So I know. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's consume all this media. Yes, oh, I love media. Speaking of medium. So as you may know, the Tokyo Olympics are happening right now. Oh, yeah. 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 And apparently they've been playing lots of K-pop songs during mm-hmm. the Olympics. And of course, like the most played is BTS. Not shocking at all. But nope what is shocking is that right after them ats is actually the most played group or like k-pop group yeah and it's perfect because their single just came out two days ago officially of course Mm -hmm. the mv has been out and you know the song has been out on um streaming platforms too but officially it just came out in japan two days ago so it's great timing for them and i'm sure it has Because they did play Dreamers as well at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Japan loves them. I mean, first like Digimon and now this. Yeah. I mean, Japan loves K-pop in general. True. So it's really good. But yeah, get that airtime, boys. Seriously. It's great PR. I love it. But yes, now moving on to our Korean word of the week. Word of the week. Word word of the week. (laughs) Yes. So this week's word is... 사관, 사관, and that means historian, hint, hint. <laughs> so the example sentence I have, and I quote, 사관이 모두 보고 있습니다. And that means, yeah, they are. <laughs> the historians are watching. <laughs> they are always watching you. They're always watching you. They're watching you right now. They're watching you from the future. Everything you put on TikTok right now, the historians are going to be watching it. (laughs) Yep. And that will go down in history forever. Exactly. (laughs) The internet remembers everything. Okay. This week's episode is all about historians. One historian in particular, her name is Kuheryong, and she is a rookie historian. Today, we're talking about the 2019 K-drama Rookie Historian Kuheryong, starring one of our favorites. <laughs> one of our favorites, yes. One of our favorites, but our, um, the, you know, friend of the podcast. No, just kidding. <laughs> but we before we get... Ex- <laughs> Before we get into that, Michelle is going to introduce the trauma to you. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> Please introduce the trauma that we all suffered while watching. No, honestly, it's it's such a good show, but it we'll get is. to it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, of course, what the drama is, a couple of the main cast, and then we'll just give our thoughts on the entire thing because we watched it and we loved it. But exactly, we will get into that. But first... Rookie historian Koo Hae-ryong, like you said, came out 2019. It is a historical drama from the Joseon era, specifically mm-hmm. the 19th century, so like the tail end of it. And yes, it was filmed in so many locations. I was trying to look up like where they filmed because I think you and I, we love palaces. We love all those kind of areas and yeah. stuff. So some of them aren't yeah. that easily accessible, but there's one place that you can visit since it's a tourist spot. It's called Changdeokgung and mm-hmm. it is in Jongno-gu, which is like the northern oh, area okay, of yeah. Seoul. It's like right next to Tongyin. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ooh, yeah. we gotta go there. Yeah, we should definitely go there. And then pretend like we're in the drama. <laughs> yes. Ooh, let's wear hanbok and everything. Oh yeah, so I love like... when they do that. 
Yeah. <sighs> so while the drama is based in like a real time in history, like I said, the storyline is very much fiction. But I think that what? <laughs> yeah. So apparently they didn't really hire any female historians in that time, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But you know, sad but fantasy. You know, we love disappointed fantasy. but not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that is just a little bit about the drama itself. Yeah. I really like the idea, though, because, you know, having done what they did, they were able to tackle so many issues mm-hmm. in just 20 episodes. So definitely get ready for that. We will talk about that in a little bit. But for now, let us dive into the main cast of <laughs> rookie historian <laughs> Kuheryong. Yes. And I shall take it away with our favorite oh, or one of our favorites Taunu also <laughs> known as well actually <laughs> Unu 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 um so Lee Dong-min, professionally known as Chao-nu, is a South Korean singer, actor and model under the label of Fantasio. He is a member of the South Korean boy group Astro. Now that we've got that out of the way, we've talked about Unu twice or three times yeah, already we, so you should <laughs> we love we him have, on this podcast we love him like we pick topics based on what he does <laughs> professionally not privately we don't care about that or do we <laughs> anyway so um if you're here specifically because of him you should definitely check out our true beauty episodes and our astro deep dive yes because obviously he's a big part of both of those mm-hmm. and um yeah we're here at Soul Gazing, are big fans of his, and we will keep pushing our Chagenda. Ch- Chagenda. <laughs> yes, I love it. It looks better in writing, I, I know, promise. Right? <laughs> anyway, so since we've already covered so much information about him for this episode, I will focus on his recent accomplishments, Ooh. of which there are quite a few, actually. Yes. So on April 28th of this year, it was confirmed that um, Uno will make his film debut in a thriller action film called Decibel, and he will be acting as a young Navy sonar technician with sensitive ears. What the? So, <laughs> That's very detailed. Promising. I feel like, yeah, I think it makes sense if he's a sonar technician with sensitive ears, there's going to be yeah. some really weird, like... Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a just, like, a herd of whales coming at... No, I don't know what it's going <laughs> to be about, but... He's, he works on a submarine in the movie, so I think it's going to be really interesting and claustrophobic. Ooh, can't wait. Yes, I know, right? It, I don't think that the movie has a release date yet, but we'll keep an eye on that. Yes. Um, in July of 2021, which is right now, mm-hmm. on, <laughs> he was selected as a global ambassador for Burberry, which, I mean, come on, fancy, fancy schmancy. I love it. I think because he is such an elegant, like he looks very elegant. He's very yeah. tall. He has a very elegant build mm-hmm. and face. And it's, yeah, I think that's a very good fit. And I can't wait to see all the campaigns for that. Oh, definitely. Yes. And um, he was also chosen as a new model for McKiss Company's Now We Are Soju. So he's a yes, Soju ambassador. I saw too. that earlier today. <laughs> yes. His face on the Soju so, bottles. I love it. Ah. Uh, we really have to go to Korea and buy I know. it. Just take it to the palace and, you know, <laughs> cheers in his honor. Definitely. Um, yeah. And um, while Uno has quite a few lyric credits under his belt already, um, he, he got his first composer credit in, on Astro's 2021 album, Switch On, for the song Don't Worry. Ooh. So that's new too. Ooh. Exciting stuff. He he also ranked 17th on Forbes's Korea Power Celebrity 40 list, which ranks the 40 most powerful celebrities in South Korea, um, according to their professional achievements, media exposure, social media popularity, TV appearances, and earnings from the past year. So in summary, Taunu is hot shit, and he's ballin'. So. <laughs> As if we didn't already know that from our previous deep dives into his life. Exactly, but it's just exciting to see his career, like, taking off, like, really right? taking off. Yeah, he's just so. going up and up. He has, like, so many Instagram followers now. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, it's great. It's Yeah, I'm happy for him. It's great to see him. Me too. You know, doing so well individually. Yes. And with Astro, of course. Oh, yes. Still looking yeah. forward to their new comeback. Yes, August 2nd. Be there or be square. <laughs> yes. Now we can move on to this second main main character our lovely mm-hmm. female protagonist miss mm-hmm. shin Se-kyung, 
who plays Koo Hae-ryong, that is in the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Should we have started with her? Nah. <laughs> We're simps for Unu, it's fine. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but yes, so Shin Se-kyung, she was born on July 29th, 1990. So happy belated oh, birthday. Happy that birthday. was yesterday. Well, we're dating this episode. Yeah. But when I was looking up her information, I was like, wait, that's today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, happy 1990, birthday. So like their age difference in the drama and in real life is very similar because they're six years apart in the drama yeah. and seven years in real life. That's really cute. It is. So yeah, oh. she actually debuted when she was eight years old as a child actor and she was featured. As one does. Yeah. Uh, she was featured on the cover of a Sateji album and like the cover and poster. So that's her debut. Oh my god. Right? What? <laughs> Holy moly. Right. So, I mean, yeah. that would kickstart your career. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So some people might recognize her from another drama called Run On, which is an- like another K drama that's on Netflix that came out last year. Mm-hmm. And. It's about, like, running, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> is it, like, a sports drama? Kind of not really. It's just, like, motivation. Is it, like, Forrest Gump running? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. I never watched Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. But I really should. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Cult classic. It's a movie. Yeah, that's the thing, I think, you know, because there's so many references mm-hmm. from Yeah, it I know around, the references, so, but I just yeah. never, it's like Titanic. I know the references, I just don't know the movie. Well, please stay tuned for a two and a half hour reenactment of Titanic by yours truly. (laughs) Oh my god. I would pay to see that. Oh god. But yeah, so... Please don't enable me. (laughs) Check. Check. Okay. Let's do that. (laughs) Another time. That'll be one of our episodes later. Yes. But yeah, a little fun fact about Shin Se-kyung actually personal fact is that actually when i was in korea once i think it was back in like 2014 or like something like that mm-hmm. i actually saw her in hongdae oh because she was doing one of those gorilla date things where like they have an interview walking through the streets and like surrounded by a huge crowd basically uh-huh so she was at the the, the playground yeah and i just saw the huge crowd i was like who is that and then like i stood up on one of the planners and i was like taking pictures of her yeah but even back then i like recognized her and stuff so oh wow yeah yeah, a little fun fact fun that's interaction really fun, yeah. not interaction but like yeah. yeah creepy stalker photo moment exactly i still have the photo probably <laughs> Ooh, nice yeah and that is our main girl yeah she was awesome she's such a good actress she is and she's so pretty i like she's like my type of girl <laughs> like mm-hmm. her face I don't know. She really, um, she was also like, what's it called? She was named one of like the ambassadors or like the Hanbok ambassadors or something, which oh, I was like, that oh, makes sense. Okay, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, she looks great in Hanboks. She does. And I also really like her voice because yeah. it's kind of low and like, you know, she sounded mature, which, which made sense because, you know, in the context of the drama, mm-hmm. she played a not older woman, but like a mature, more mature woman, because you know back then twenty six was a different twenty six yeah, than it definitely. is now. So, um, or twenty five probably in Western age, but still, like she embodied the role so well. She really did. Yeah. Speaking of embodying your role very well, mm-hmm. next up we have Pak Kyung, who plays Crown Prince Yijin. Yijin. Mm-hmm. Not sure. And he was born February 13th, 1985, which makes him... Your chingu. He's my chingu. He's my chingu. Um, he's been active since 2004, and he actually joined Jellyfish Entertainment in 2019. Oh. Yes. That probably rings a bell for most people, but I guess one of the most famous acts they have is Vix. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's with them now. Um, he served as a policeman during his mandatory military service, which is, this is honestly just an image that I personally enjoy. <laughs> That's exactly. why it's in here. Um, and I think his most notable role for us was um, as the North Korean spy, Lee Hae-rang. I first spelled his last name because it's um, spelled R-H-E-E. And I accidentally spelled it um, T-H-E-E as in Megan the Stallion. So... <laughs> <laughs> That made me laugh for a second. Um, 
and he starred in the tur- uh, in the 2013 cinematic masterpiece Secretly Greatly, starring another favorite of the podcast, Kim Soo Hyun. God, see, I could not believe that that was the same person. They do not look like the same person. They look nothing alike. I mean, facial hair does. Facial hair is one thing, mm-hmm. but because she plays this like the rocker, punk rock looking, yeah, yeah mus- like wannabe musician who fails all of his auditions. Yeah, and then here he's the like the very clean cut, you know, crown prince. Yeah, crown prince. The socialist prince, which I'm so into. Oh my god, I was, I was so into his character. Yeah, yes, I love. Yeah, it. he's obviously he's obviously a very beautiful man too. But he's mm-hmm. just like you know, as you said, the range of these two roles mm-hmm. are just fantastic. So yeah, good job. I support it. <laughs> yes, I support your chingu. Thank you. I support my chingu too. Okay, and now speaking of more men doing great on their in their roles mm. we have the next cast member Lee Ji-hoon mm-hmm. yet another hoon <laughs> Ooh, all the hoons yeah and he plays Min Woon who is i guess like the second in charge of the historians i yes. forgot his official title but he was born in October 29th 1988 so he's a little bit younger mhm yes he's a baby <laughs> Shonu's an old man, he's but he's a baby. A, he's a 34-year-old baby. 32? 33? 33, probably. Yeah. So. He's a baby. <laughs> one of the notable roles I saw him in was that he was in The Legend of the Blue Sea. So that's the mermaid drama with Lee Min-ho and Chun Ji-hyun. Yeah. <laughs> what? When it comes to mermaid dramas, yeah, the bar is very low. So I'm sure it was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was the girl who was the mermaid this time, so... Oh, okay, good. Good, 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 good. Yes. And he was also on this variety show called Fashion King Korea. And mm-hmm. he was one of the celebrities who gets, like, matched up with the designer. So, like, all the celebrities compete through challenges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was on the first season. And I saw that Sistars Bora and Girls' Generation's Tiffany were also this, like, celebrities competing against him. Oh, my God. I was just okay. like, whoa. And then there were so many other name, big names in, like, the next seasons, too. So yeah. it was... I had no idea that show wow. even existed. No, I've never heard of it. That's exciting. Yeah. We should watch that sometime. I know, right? And... Lee Ji-hoon, he also got the um, Best Supporting Actor Award at the 2019 NBC Drama Awards for this role in Rookie Historian. Uh, I mean, he was brilliant. He was so stoic. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Which made his breakdown even worse. But exactly. We'll get to that too, mm-hmm. probably. Like, ah, uh, he played the role so well. He really did. Just a stellar cast. Amazing. Beautiful. Speaking of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking my of. personal one of my favorites absolutely have a crush on her now um kim yojin who plays the queen mom <laughs> queen she's the queen she's a literal queen but mm-hmm. um yeah so she plays unu's grandmother mm-hmm. um in rookie historian she was born in 1972, so she's only 49 years old. And that makes her four years younger than Kim Min-sang, who plays her son, King Temper Tantrum. My god, yeah. So, yeah, just amazing. Because, you know, it was kind of obvious that she was changing her voice to sound older. Yeah. But she did it so well. She did it so well. Yeah. And the, the gray in her hair, just... Love it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been active since 1995 and earned her degree from Iwa Women's University in German language and literature. Oh, really? Go figure. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I love you even more now. I know, right? She's like your, like, you want her as your Yeah, as she's your mom. my new mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. She's my new mom. Amazing. She's your Korean mom now. Yes, please. Oh, loved her. Loved her character. So smart and so, like, calculating and, you know, speaking of playing the long game, she played the longest game ever. I know, right? The patience. The wisdom. The wisdom. The cunningness. Just amazing. And now on the opposite side of all that. (laughs) Ah. Because you mentioned the king. So Mm -hmm. Kim Min-sang, who plays the king, aka the queen's quote-unquote son. (laughs) 
also, mm-hmm. like you said, born in 1968, so older than her. Yes. <laughs> February 7th. And I saw his profile picture when looking like when looking at his profile. He looks so nice and smiley and just he like does. A great guy. <laughs> Obviously. I looked him up too. Yeah, I looked him up too because when I saw her age, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that she's older than that guy in real life and she wasn't. So I Googled him too. I was like, he looks really nice. Right? And good. So like, obviously he looks, he looks a good. great actor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I just wanted to say that whenever he walked in the drama, I don't know what it was about his walk, but it was so like so funny to me because i think because he's being portrayed as a very petulant king yeah so like the way he walked kind of really embodied it did yeah it was funny so he was also on or like in a run-on so the one that shin Young was in mm-hmm. and he was also in record of youth which is another good netflix k-drama that i heard of so that one's with Pogum and Pak Sodam mm-hmm. oh, okay, or Sodam, yeah. which is the daughter from Parasite. So, oh uh, yeah, apparently a great yeah. cast. Maybe we should look into that too. Yeah, why now not? that we're done with rookie historian, we have a bunch of oh, other so dramas to look at. Seriously, yeah. So I was looking at Kim Min Sang's roles, and he always was like playing someone in a high position. Like he had oh. roles for like chief of staff department head deputy like team leader yeah and then of course he's the king Uh, in this drama so i feel like yeah that's just the type of role that he's good at yeah the pseudo authority (laughs) (laughs) basically yeah very nice yeah interesting yeah that's typecasting i guess but hey he does it well he does it so well yeah speaking of doing it well again Mm -hmm. honestly just the entire cast honestly yeah yeah it was so like the the ones you were supposed to hate they were so easy to hate and the ones you were supposed to love they were so easy to love and everything in between worked well too exactly but and one of those people in between of course is Park Ji-hyun who plays um, Song Sahi, who's the daughter of one of the like lesser <laughs> councilmen yes. or something. And Park Ji-hyun is also the name of BTS's Jimin's younger brother. So if you look her up, put actress in the search <laughs> yes. Trust me on this. Um, she was born on November 26, 1994. So hey. right in between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Hello, friend. <laughs> and um, she actually joined her agency in 2016 and made her acting debut in 2017. So she's only been acting for around three to four years. Oh. So she doesn't really have a lot of um, big roles yet. But um, yeah, I think I always think it's interesting when people start like acting or like entering the the entertainment business later and later in yeah. life quote unquote later she was 23 but still yeah 22 23 but um yeah and i think for her especially her, she has like this very neutral mature face which yeah. is great mm-hmm. i can see her in so many like great like mysterious roles too like her polka face is seriously unrivaled um and similar to Queen Mom, she got her degree in a European language as well, and she opted for Spanish, which you Ooh. Know, tequila boom boom, I guess. Very huh, that's nice. interesting. I wonder yeah, why they decided like, to like study those. I know. I wonder if there's. It didn't say if she had a personal interest in it. Like same with Queen Mom, but. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. That but is. yeah, I'm really looking forward to what she's going to do in the yes, future. Yes, and we love educated women. Yes, we do. And now for my last and final, last but not least, <laughs> I have Song Jiru, a.k.a. Ho Sambo, a.k.a. again, uh, eunuch number one. <laughs> so Yes. He was born yes. in October 16th, 1968. So he is a chingu of the king. <laughs> Oh yes and there's not that much info about him other than his discography but i just want to mention those few things mm-hmm. off of like the roles that he's played because i found some of them super interesting mm-hmm. or funny i guess so he was in a drama special called my dad is a nude model and yes he played the dad <laughs> 
some reason, I did not expect that. Am I actually stupid? I thought he was, like, when it was younger and anyway. No, he was the dad. <laughs> oh, no. And oh, no. He... Did you? Okay, but did you or did you not see footage of that? No, I did not because oh, I was just like, damn it. I don't know what this is about. Especially because another title I found for this drama mm. or, like, an English translated title is Daddy's a Pervert. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, newt model and pervert are two very different things. I know, so right? I kind of need to know which one it is now. I mean, I guess we gotta watch it now. Maybe not. I don't need to know that badly. Yeah. <laughs> On second thought. <laughs> and then he was also in this, I think it was a drama, yeah, called Le Grand Chef 2 Kimchi Battle. <laughs> Um, so I'm making a face because I have no words. Yeah, Le Grand Chef and Le Grand Chef, not just Grand Chef, Le Grand Chef. And it was two, so there was a one, and someone wanted a sequel. Yeah, and first, if Kimchi Battle was the second battle, what was the first battle? All right, I need to. No, I don't need to know. (laughs) I need to stop saying I need to know because I really don't want to know. Honestly, deep in my heart, I don't want to (laughs) know. So yeah, he made a special appearance on that, and his character name was Yosang. Oh, okay, now I do need to know. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just that's found that name. like little Easter egg. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's really cute. I'm a lot cuter than my dad's a pervert. Right. So <laughs> I will hold on to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving away from perverted dads, <laughs> kind of, Please. I hope. Yes. Um, let us now talk about the drama itself ah. in a more or less organized fashion because I know we're just going to get to talking and it's going to yeah. get messy. But let us start at the beginning. Yes, the beginning. They got me in, from the first episode, honestly, because Unu's character being a romance novelist. Yeah. So like the male lead is the super romantic and like feminine i guess one and then the female Mm -hmm. protagonist is the one who's like gagging at all things romantic she's so anti-romantic it's really funny yeah and it doesn't get better like even there's a scene later in the um drama too where he describes like he tells her the story of rapunzel Mm -hmm. and she's just like this is unrealistic first of all it hurts when you tuck on someone's hair it's just like lady (laughs) Just please. please. But yeah, it starts, exactly, it starts off with her being a very, like, rational, down-to-earth um, woman who also loves to read, but, yeah. you know. Just not romance novels. A, just not romance novels. And he apparently likes to sneak around bookstores and, um, no, I think he followed her and hit there, right? Yeah, I mean, because he released he his, her, like, yeah. novel and then he yeah. wanted to hear all the women fawn over it mm-hmm. which i mean but she didn't yeah <laughs> exactly he's just a bored prince and he doesn't get to leave his his um, part of the castle often so yeah, yeah. definitely but yeah i think one thing i noticed even from like the beginning is that i really like how they don't make the girl like super amazing brilliant perfect yeah like she acted like a know-it-all basically during her examination for being a historian Mm-hmm. And then she got her entitled ass handed to her because yeah, she really <laughs> she did. did. But it was in a way that like made her still exactly. likable. It's yeah. weird to explain, but yeah, I really liked that kind of dynamic with her. Exactly. And, you know, starting from that, we really see a character development, too, mm-hmm. because the entire drama, like one of the main topics or themes is the um, the way people are treated in the current political system. You know, having the monarchy and everything. Yeah. And the crown prince himself is more of like a um like a democratic social socialist yeah. <laughs> um ruler or you know, aspires to be, tries to be. So you really have that kind of, you know, political system questioned all the time. Is complete with like the censorship of the books. You have the, you know, misogyny and autonomy of women as a top topic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it does start with her. It really does. Yeah, definitely. This drama had everything. And, like, I don't understand how they fit it into 20 episodes. But they had Me so neither. many storylines and so many different messages that they were giving. Yeah. And it all worked. Exactly. And so many arcs that kind of opened and closed yeah. within a f- few episodes. Like the the um, the smallpox outbreak. Yes. And the, the, you know, white jock 
the French guy showing oh, up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it all yeah. yeah, it all tied back into the the main story. Mm-hmm. But you know, they it was done very very smoothly and yeah. very, very eloquently. And you know, the another top like theme of like you know modern medicine versus you know basically letting Jesus take the wheel <laughs> when it comes to epidemics. Yeah, which is still a very you know topical so listen current. when i was watching the smallpox part i was like wow this is so like fitting <laughs> and this like so, so topical yeah, yeah. I, was I was like, like oh like, god this actually hurts a little bit yeah so yeah it's you know but that's you know another thing of history repeating itself you know as a as a german right i have a very um sensitive spot in my heart when it comes to burning books because mm-hmm. like that is a very strong and, you know, terrifying way of censorship. Yeah. And they did that with all of those romance books and the, you know, the the foreign books yeah. that were in circulation. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the signals that the king was sending were very much that of a tyrant. Exactly. Yeah. And they really did that well to, like, hit you in your chest, in your chesticles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, in putting, I, I really like the idea of pitching the historians against that. Because mm-hmm. the historians, yes, they are observers, but they're also the ones who get to convey history to the following generations, which is kind of, you know, what this is also about. And the king still being so concerned with his legacy. Yeah. You know, and trying to twist things in a way that makes him, that make him look good. Mm-hmm. Even though he's just like, oppressing people <laughs> basically yes so yeah it's, it's always such a fine line in any political system it is but i'm glad they, yeah. this drama did it very well it really did yeah. also we always love a female lead who can drink her weight and oh my so. god yes just like beating every man ever <laughs> i love it seriously honestly the comedy in this drama was yeah. also so on point yeah that's something i wanted to mention too like as we start talking about like the middle of the drama now, where mm-hmm. I loved the ridiculous just scenes that would occur. Like even, it was really weird because even the king who was supposed to be this like great antagonist and like evil, they make him such a dork during the middle part where he's yeah, like- Yeah, exactly. Where he's trying to get back at Kaeryong for like, for what she did. <laughs> yeah. And he's like eating all the food really fast and has to like go to a bathroom afterward. Yeah. And yeah, having her clean up his, yeah, his exactly. toilet mess. Oh my God. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, he's such a petulant child. He really is. But there's also like, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was when she, when they had just joined the historians was how one of them explained their hierarchy by basically saying who could, who could curse at whom. Oh yeah. <laughs> my God. And I think one of my, one of the things I really like is, and I'm sh- I'm sure it was also a thing back then, but kind of like the sense of humor that ties into like a present day humor because mm-hmm. cursing and like hierarchy are still so important in Korea. So I feel like that made it extra fun. You just thinking Definitely. about how that's still very much a thing. Seriously. But yes, the, I mean, I feel like th- this is the case for a lot of K dramas, unless it's like su- supposed to be super like sentimental or something, but they always mm-hmm. add in humor yeah. when like especially in parts where you don't even think it's possible but they still do it and it still works somehow yes definitely but they also knew when to not do it oh exactly yeah but yeah one of my favorite scenes ever in this drama is the scene where they had the ridiculous fight in the courtyard between the historians and then the king's like officials and stuff that was my favorite scene in the drama. Oh my God. Like, hands down. Honestly, Seriously. The, the nerds and the frogs, it was the funniest. Right? Thing. It was the funniest thing. I mean, they had like a ridiculous fist fight too in True Beauty, which we love. Yeah. And it never gets old. I love it so it much. It never gets old. It's so ridiculous because we're in general not fans of like violence, mm-hmm. like really like horrifying violence, but that, yeah. that. Yeah, kind there's the like, comedy that yeah. goes with it. And then the girls coming in, too, with weapons. It's oh, just like, yes. beat up men first, ask questions later. Like, they didn't it. even know what was going on. They were just like, we need to fight. <laughs> yeah, we gotta help our boys. Mm-hmm. 
we bring the boys back. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was honestly so great. But I feel like the middle part of the drama like had some like character reveals to like Uon's backstory. Oh yeah. Which, you know, that made me so mad because K dramas always break up the couples that actually like each other. Right? Oh, oh man. That was so sad. Yeah. And the nepotism in the government that came out and it's just like oh, oh it's just yeah. everything is just so current still, so topical. It's mm-hmm. it's exhausting sometimes. It is. But that's why they gotta sprinkle in some comedy and some romance in between. Yeah. That's the thing though, like the love story was very much not overpowering. Yeah. And I feel like Well the Unu's character was very much like have my I babies mean, be mine. Yeah. He was very overpowering, but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of yeah, things, exactly. like the love story itself wasn't. And also I think they really kept the secrets well. Like yeah. they managed how to they managed to establish them, like the mysteries. We're like, okay, who's what happened to hold on and what and then you kind of forgot about it intermittently right? because so many other things were yeah. happening. And then it was like, Oh, by the way, remember these people? They're actually the most important one yeah. important ones. And you're like, Oh right. <laughs> Sorry, let me go back to my notes. Yeah, yeah. when they brought up Hodam, yeah, and the books again, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that thing, like, that happened. Yeah, honestly. All oh, right, that, yeah. Amazing. God. Oh, but, and also, speaking of comedy, that entire, like, arc with the foreigner, Jacques, that you were yeah. talking about. First of all, <laughs> when he was running away, and then the guards, like, busted out guns, I was like, where did those come from? <laughs> From the foreigners, first of all, like, yeah. you know, Westerners brought guns to the Far East, so yeah. that was um, but it was, ironic. Yeah, but just like random rifles all of a sudden trying to capture the yeah, French man. Random rifles and also random Catholicism, Catholicism, like random Catholics and random religious persecution. You're just like, sure, you had to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> you had to just... The trifecta of being a horrible, horrible ruler. Exactly. But yeah, those rifles never showed up again. So I was just like, okay, bring it out. Bust it out for the foreigner. Just no one else though. Honestly, that was... Yeah. He was honestly... I, wa- I want to say like not very useful to the story because, you know, I guess his older brother was important for the flashbacks later mm-hmm. on. or like to explain how they got into Catholicism, but... That was still, like, it felt more, like, for the sake of comic relief yeah, than exactly. an actual really important plot point, which I still very much I mean, um, yeah, appreciated it because it was hilarious. It but. was. My yeah. God. And I guess but, it makes sense yeah. with, like, they were kind of mirroring the whole, um, the attitude towards foreigners like how they were give, spreading all those rumors about how he like what ate babies or whatever and stuff like that yeah and then it's the same Which thing still kind of topical in korea <laughs> <by the way. laughs> not to that extent you not to that extent that's they yeah. don't have like beams coming you don't have beams coming yeah. out of your eyes and stuff to me it was odd, a little odd though um that they you know pitched you know that they used the Catholics or the Catholicism as a basis for their republic state, like the republic political system or the democratic political system because that's not really what Catholics do most of the time. I think it's specific to the French because you know how he said that one quote of like everyone is born equal. Yeah, exactly. And it's like stuff like that. So it's that idea I think they were trying to push. For sure. But you didn't really need the Catholic aspect of that, even though it makes sense like historically. But yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing that definitely like matches up with history. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. There are some more like points that I found ironic, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I do enjoy the idea that, you know, the you know, opening yourselves up to other cultures and other um, ways of thinking that that kind of changes your political system for the better Mm -hmm. because, you know, and, you know, the crown prince kind of, you know, he got a little weird towards the end when he found out about the whole brother-cousin situation. Because, my God. I mean, but I just want to say that he kind of, he stuck to, like, even before the Catholicism, he had that way of thinking that the people are important Mm -hmm. and that the people are, you know, valid and, um, 
you know, he was really putting the min in Tehaminguk, so <laughs> good for him. Yeah. He didn't need the white foreigner for that. He had that exactly. on his own. Yeah. But yes, please go yeah, ahead. We can probably start talking about the end bit yeah. of the drama. Because, man, they really had to try and make the crown prince a bad guy in the end. Like, please, don't yeah. do that to us. <laughs> It was honestly also just for like three three seconds. Right? It felt like it was just this one thing he did and he regretted it immediately. It was like, what 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 for did you do that? Yeah, I guess <laughs> to show he's wavering. But like, excuse me, yeah. he would never. No. He still, I mean, he still had his nation's best interests at heart. Exactly. Like he wanted to rule in a, you know, in a benevolent and, you know, equal way. So, and Torn, let's be honest. You cannot make him king. <laughs> you <just> cannot. <laughs> you that's, really that's can't. Ins- yeah. And he agreed. Like, he um, turned down the... Exactly. The role. Because, you know, as it turns out, of course, when we finally figured out who Ho-Dam is, <laughs> Ho-Dam was his father, the the previous king, who was assassinated... Assassinated... Assassin, assassinated. Assassinated. Yes. By... The second state counselor, oh, huge dick. Hugest dick. And exactly. And his brother, the now king, of, knew about it. He was in the room with it, with him. So he kept Toan alive, like the first king's br- son alive, out of guilt, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of pretended like he was also his son. So Crown Prince and Toan are brothers. But of course, turns out they're not. Aren't you they're happy cousins. your family's not that complicated? <laughs> Um, my family <laughs> not complicated like them like I murders mean, and <laughs> okay yeah we we don't have the murders yeah exactly but i mean i i didn't know my sister was my sister until i was like 10 <laughs> so. so what you're saying is that you want a drama that's based off of your life oh definitely not that would be way too sad no like, the comedy does no not we would make put up- <laughs> the Koreans will make a way, like find a way to put comedy in there. I'm sure. Okay, in that case, yes. And I want Taunu to play me, please. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, I love it. But yeah, speaking of Taunu, yeah, his character development was like amazing, of course, t- especially towards the end. But man, me, I am a sucker for a slow burns, so I really liked the romance part of this drama mm-hmm. a whole lot. And just his one line at the end, it's like, I wasn't locked up at Noksadan. I was just waiting for you. It's like, yeah, Aww. that was very sweet. It yeah. there. And I also, of course, love that they didn't like get married at the end. Yes. He's out traveling, being a travel oh vlogger and writer. Right. Living <laughs> our dream. <laughs> Seriously, how dare you? But I also, because I am also a sucker for romance stories and, you know, we find out that one sister is not married to the crown prince anymore, or now king mm-hmm. anymore. And, you know, Sahi is also available now. Mm-hmm. I know I know their, their chemistry was probably not supposed to be romantic in that sense, because for her, it was about her freedom and her autonomy, too. Yeah. But they're just and like for him, birds of the same feather. Just, yeah. Oh, God. I just... And they're, when they had their little outing... Oh, I just oh, thought they that were was so, so cute. cute together. Yeah. And she's, you know, he would do well with such like smart and, you know, independent woman mm-hmm. by his side. But yeah. So season two, where is it? Where is it? I need it. <laughs> oh my where God. <laughs> yes. Season two. I just need like Unu vlogs of being like going around yes. petting dolphins. Yes. With those glasses he's wearing. It oh, again. Yeah. And take us with you because we want we want to travel Korea too. Yeah. Ah, oh, the dream. <sighs> but yeah, let's become rookie rookie vloggers or whatever. <laughs> rookie vlogger. Yes. Rookie vloggers. But yeah, just to for for me to wrap it up, like I really enjoyed how the way that at the very last episode in the end credits they showed all the staff and stuff like the pictures of them and videos of the staff working on the drama which i thought was really nice yeah it really shows you because you know i was thinking that while watching those scenes too because sometimes you just have this one person in the shot and everything looks like desolate and you know stark they're alone but the thing is that this was shot in seoul or in south korea where there's always people yeah so you have this probably huge set with a ton of people and then they make it look like they're alone 
in the woods in the 1800s and i just think yeah that's that's amazing it is <laughs> so cool so much work when filming is so cool yeah kudos to everyone great drama kudos yeah great drama can't wait to watch the next one <laughs> So that was rookie historian Koo Hyeryeong, flawless drama. Beautiful, stunning, so, entertaining. <laughs> all of the above. Highly recommend, yes. Yeah, so we went from watching True Beauty together and now we have Koo Hyeryeong. Mm -hmm. Now what next? What next? What else was Unu in? <laughs> Just kidding. No. I mean... There are so many dramas, I'm sure, that we haven't even watched. Oh, for sure, because we don't watch many dramas, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, we really, that's why we're here making plans to watch dramas, because otherwise we just won't. Exactly. And also just, there are so many, so we don't even know where to start. Exactly. And it kind of, it has to be, like, enjoyable for me. That's why, you know, things like Sky Castle or Ugh. Penthouse... No, I I'm don't just want like, to. Oh, it's just not fun because it's just going to make me angry. Even right? though Penthouse is supposedly really good. But I'm just I like, can't. oh, no. I'd rather not. Yeah, rather not. I don't want to be depressed and angry <laughs> about exactly entertainment. So, yeah. And we started watching It's Okay to Not Be Okay. That one's which, surprisingly, a little the grammar is not the most infuriating thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But... Yeah, I watched the first one or two episodes and I, for me, it's always an issue when I just cannot like the main characters yeah, exactly. at all. Then I'm just like, no. So I'd rather watch something like funny, maybe romantic, but doesn't have to be. So something like lighthearted, basically. We should also finish um, Love Revolution. I know, right? I was thinking about that too. That I saw was also on Viki. So we could have, like, yeah. maybe we'll renew our subscription for that and then watch it on there. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we'll go around browsing. Maybe we can, like, watch a movie instead. Because we also did that whole, that episode with yeah, the train to Busan and stuff. Yeah, and of course, Parasite. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you have any recommendations, you should definitely let us know. Yes, email us. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you don't need to email us. <laughs> Send us an angry letter ad. <laughs> yeah, here's my home address. No. <laughs> yeah, if you have any recommendations, you can send them our way. But until then, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe for more. We'll probably talk a lot more about K-pop and Korean entertainment in general and other stories mm -hmm. and if you can please make sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts it'll really help us out yes and for suggestions or dms of any kind likes whatever you feel like you should check out our socials on twitter at soulgazers and instagram at soulgazing we post occasionally <laughs> and we may have a surprise for you in the future so Check them out. Yes. And in the meantime, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.